Why? Why did I leave the Seventh-day Adventist church? Well, I guess we need to start with why I joined in the first place. And that was in 1973. But I'll have to go back right at the beginning when I was a young lad to explain why I was interested in such things in the first place. I know it might sound like a bit of a biography. This is necessary in this particular case. What you do believe is quite interesting, but I'll let you be the judge. Now, when I was a young lad uh, growing up in Birmingham in England, I did pretty well at school. But uh, things weren't going very well economically, and so my parents uh, decided to migrate to Australia. We left in 1958, and I was born in 1947. So I was only about 10. Now... When I left the school, a letter was given to my parents, my mother, I guess, which I was not aware of. Decades later, this letter was brought to my attention and it said something like this. We are sorry that young Royston is leaving us because we feel sure he would have been a candidate for grammar school. And now in those days, uh, in England, grammar school was a stepping stone to perhaps university, yeah. I was interested, you see, in astronomy and all things space. In due course, anyway, we arrived in Australia and uh, I went through the usual uh, part of growing up because I was only about 10 or so. Uh, I was not aware of how tough things were, but I was uh, I did very well at uh, primary school as well. I remember actually my primary school teacher because we usually only had we only had the one teacher, and he said to me, "You'll go far." Oh well. Then I went on to high school, and I found that quite stressful. This probably was the beginning of my noticeably anxiety and stressful things, although I'd had it before. In high school, things were very much different. But still, I was placed in the top class in the first year. And I remember a test, uh, or IQ uh, was tested for whatever that's worth. It was 136. Looking back, I realised that was the beginning of my uh, endocrinal difficulties, I could say. Because many years later, in the war, 1999, when I was about 52, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. That is very rare, and it's even rarer in males, but I I had an even rarer variant of that, because this was called Hashimoto's thyroiditis, where the immune system thinks the various things are, are not supposed to be there, and starts, in my case, attacking the thyroid gland, 
Although, this takes a while to happen. So, since adolescence, I've had a number of uh, medical problems, none of which uh, were seen to be connected to any endocrine uh, problems. Anyway, cut a long story short. I'll get forward to about the 70s now. And I feel, and I'm being married, and I feel like there's still something missing. I had been with some other people investigating all kinds of, well, no, let's say spiritual beliefs. But I became eventually attracted to a series of uh, public lectures that looked very well done. And it seemed to be the thing. And I thought I'd do the right thing and join the Seventh-day Adventist Church because it seemed to have all the answers, or at least the answers that I was seeking at that time. But I think you can see, without me telling you too much, that maybe the thyroid problem was causing my searching for something. Why are things so difficult for me, etc.? So again, before I go any further, I want to make a comment here. Don't make any change in your life, big change or a commitment to something, which is hard to undo, without first undergoing a thorough medical checkup. As I look back, I realise that these things which I thought for missing in my life, these things which I thought were special messages from above, who were just my mind going haywire. Now, of course, I can't be the same for everybody, but we'll tell you this. There's a number of people at the church that uh, always spoke about strange visitations, angels, all kinds of messages. But the interesting thing is, eventually, every single one of those developed dementia. Now, isn't that interesting? And indeed, if I had not uh, been diagnosed and gotten the right trap and thyroid treatment, well, I would have eventually gone uh, funny too. You know, when uh, babies, this this doesn't happen anymore, we hope, but when babies are born with a, say, missing or a faulty thyroid gland, if it is not fixed, you get what you call cretinism. So in a sense, I was... A mild cretin. I was not functioning as well as I could. But you want to hear why I left. Well, having discovered, I didn't discover all that for a long time after. It was around the turn of the century uh, that I started to come good with the thyroxine treatment. And lo and behold, I started to notice things which previously I had not. Now, I've always been an inquiring person. And after my had the things that I didn't notice before. Contrary to what I'd experienced early on in the 70s, late 70s, and, and that, guess what? The people at church were not perfect. And I hasten to add, of course, neither was I. But I did try. I did try my darndest. And I was responsible, by the way, for helping the administration, actually, of the whole state 
to develop various things like video ministry, satellite ministry and web ministry. But all these were to no avail in the end. After all, all these wonderful things that I'd helped to start off were no good if the kind of message that we were presenting was uh, full of flaws. And I did notice these things. I also noticed that a lot of preachers, A, did not seem to know the Bible too well, and B, seemed to want to, well, amplify their message by the use of fairly stupid things. The classic one, of course, which I had thought was long gone, was the NASA has found a lost day in history. I thought it was long gone, but guess what? I checked recently. There were still people who believed it. You can look that up yourselves. It was alleged that uh, some engineers in NASA, by using their big computer, this is in the 60s, I guess, had, had proved that the accounts in the book and Joshua and others were based on scientific facts. Well, of course, that was not true at all. Other little things like that started to niggle at me because as my brain function improved, I noticed these things, as I've said. And But you ask, well, what about all the other people? Not everybody would have had a, a thyroid dysfunction or something. Well, I don't know what it is. But I have read that some people have niggling doubts themselves, but they're so committed now, all their friends are in the church, and, uh, well, the thought of coming out was just beyond them, I guess. That one person said to me when I complained about all the bad things, oh, by the way, sexual things, financial things, I'd notice as well, but anyway. Recently I was told, don't blame the church, just because a few bad people, what more than a few, in fact. I think the whole thing was coming apart, but nobody wants to admit it. I, of course, struggling with a number of chronic illnesses, had to make a decision, and I eventually pulled out. I mean, formally pulled out. They didn't question it too much. Nobody came round and said, Roy, what are you doing? You've been a member for... Who knows when? You're ordained and elder. You preach sermons. What is going on? Even though when I was a, an attendee at church, some of the sermons, oh, I could have done better. Uh, not meaning I'm very full of pride or anything. I have been to a number of elders and uh, seminars and things. We were taught how to check yourself and, and do lots of research. Well, these are the preachers. It seems to me it didn't either. There's one that stands out for me. Uh, some visiting evangelist, to illustrate a point, said, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, he was a lead singer of Black Sabbath, as some of you may know, Ozzy Osbourne was raised a Seventh-day Adventist. Well, I asked him afterwards, how do you figure that? Oh, well, yeah, just look at album covers. I won't take too much time, but hey, Ozzy Osbourne was born a year after me, 1948, 
live roughly in the same area, Birmingham. And if anybody was not raised any kind of religious thing, well, it was Ozzy Osbourne. So how a, a man of God, a man of cloth, let's say, could make such a big leap is beyond me. But anyway, I left it at that. But that did stand out. And that was beginning at the end, I think. It has occurred to me, in part at least, some of the problem is that since the turn of the century, when there were so many hopes for something to happen, after all, this is uh, more than 2,000 years since Christ was born in the first place. Well, so I reckon. Nothing has happened, has it? Oh, there'll be all kinds of terrible things. Yeah, but that's the nature of life. Be nice if they weren't, but that's how things are. And I think the these pe- the church people have been pinning their hopes, and uh, they're just going through the motions now, going through the rituals. And by the way, I've read other reports about how badly uh, visitors have been treated at my church and others. It beggars belief that people behave so badly, but maybe it's just like, yeah, when somebody uh, realise, deep down I think they're realising there's a problem and they'll take it out on the softest targets. I was just one, but at least I had the guts. The guts to stand up and say, I don't like this, I'm getting out. Oh, I had all kinds of criticism, of course, from some. There was one person I've been conversing with an email. You know, I think he's been thinking he's made a bad decision too because he's involved in a business of his family, a family business. And I'm thinking he hasn't got the guts to say, I made a mistake. I said, Let's get out. So that, folks, really, it was just becoming too impossible that is why I've left and I made such a song and dance about it at the church and the church people. Somebody has to say, this is all very ridiculous and I've had enough of that, that famous word we like to use, mendacity. Mendacity, you know, is lying. More than just lying, it's a way of saying, I know things are wrong but I've got to continue the lie. That folks is it.